Hello, Autism Warrior, and welcome to Barefoot Autism Warriors podcast. I'm Ninka Benedet Mauritsson, and I am here to tell you that autism is a consciousness test. It's a wake-up call, and it's your chance to turn your life around. And when you do, everything changes. In today's short-form Q&A podcast episode, I am covering the topic non-verbal autism. Why is my child not speaking? And why are some children instead just echoing, parroting our language, reversing uh, pronouns, talking flat or singing, or not able to string, uh, string together a full sentence? The reason, and I actually want to start by telling my son's story, because I am so blessed to have experienced all autism symptoms through him and also witnessing him escaping these symptoms that they say you really can't escape. So my child did not develop normal speech after his autism diagnosis. And what he did was exactly what I just mentioned. He would be repeating sentences which is called echolalia repeating sentences sentences that we said and it then felt a little bit like a conversation and I was in denial for a long time I didn't want to realize that he wasn't actually communicating with me he was just copying my words he would also uh, reverse certain words um, if you're thinking about uh, uh, is it Yoda? There's, there's this cartoon <laughs> figure, I, I just don't remember which one it is, who always reverses sentences like, happy I am, or walk, go for, we should, you know, that kind of communication. Or talking really flat or singing and not being able to put a sentence together and, and he actually stopped speaking mainly and when he got worse and then he just shouted the same sentence over and over again and his favorite sentence was shut up shut up shut up shut up shut up shut up so um when we went through the five phases of turning autism around which is something that i described extensively on my website uh, in my free resources if you go to my free resources you can find it there if you check out my course you can find a description of those five phases so I'm not going to talk about that today I'm talking about why these children often don't speak and why we have like a epidemic of more and more children coming into this world developing a nonverbal autism when did it happen? What can we do about it? What does mainstream say about it and do about this? And where are the missing links and gaps in their knowledge and approach? So my son, when we began the recovery process and we moved out of the city into nature, we changed lifestyle and diet. We understood the message behind his nonverbal autism. We changed literally everything in our lives, which you can read all about on, on the website, barefootautismwarriors.com. Um, he began to speak. Literally, in the beginning, the teacher said, we cannot teach him much. And I said, I know. 
but I just want you to teach him to basically be able to go to the shop and not get cheated. And and I wanted him to have social skills as well. So I wanted him to be in school for a certain amount of time. That was the ambition. So I did not have expectations of him ever passing exams or, 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 or getting into conversations or being able to write me a text or <coughs> anything like that. Nevertheless, he passed his exams just like everyone else in his class. He got into college. He went into a different college in a different language, in a different country here when we moved from, from Denmark to, uh, to England. He went to Warwickshire School of Arts and he graduated there. He passed his exams there. And uh, he writes perfectly fluently text messages uh, for me never ever has a spelling mistake or rarely ever has a spelling mistake and he communicates perfectly he's got a little bit of a challenge when it comes to complicated emotional conversations but he is incredible so i'm just saying that we didn't do any or we quit aba we quit the pictorials we quit speech therapy and we did our own thing and uh, he still overcame this extremely challenging struggle that many autistic children are dealing with so often nonverbal autism is caused by one of the following issues Remember, this is a short form podcast. If you want to learn more about this, go to my website, please, and check out my blog and podcast episodes that are longer and my free guides as well. You can always Google a word related to autism and barefoot autism warriors and something will come up. So one of the things that's happening is that Nonverbal autism and the ability, the, the inability to speak and the inability to communicate, the inability to understand sentences can actually often happen as an, a result of an epigenetic insult. What does that mean? This is an insult in the environment pre-pregnancy or during pregnancy often, which is where it gets a bit tricky. So either toxins or lifestyle or uh, uh, methylation issues can really play a role here. Now methylation is affecting enzyme production, hormone production, neurotransmitter production, detoxification and also DNA. So methylation is a process that is important for all natural development and for health and for building of cells detoxification but it's also something that's really important for building a healthy baby that develops normally to the best possible outcome <clears throat> so dna methylation is actually completely necessary for normal development for a child and methylation whether it is balanced or not is something that's actually mapped out in the first weeks after conception so when you get pregnant your lifestyle the toxins the insults the nutrition and 
um, the epigenetic environment, meaning this is actually above genes. You can epigenetically positively and negatively influence development and DNA expression and uh, development of fetuses and future development of the ability to either learn or behave. So this, this mapping happens in the beginning of the pregnancy, often before we even know that we are pregnant. So it's something that we are born with often under methylation when it is actually not working the way that it should and that of course will impair enzyme production, hormone production, neurotransmitter activity, detoxification, DNA and basically every single function in the body. In autism families, in families with women who are depressed, have OCD, rigidity, perfectionism, <clears throat> high histamines, which often shows up as seasonal allergies, undermethylation is huge. It affects a huge percentage of the population in the autism family community. So you can have a mom who is an undermethylator who then becomes pregnant and that in itself will increase the risk for having a child with autism. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it will increase the risk of having a child with autism, behavioral issues, learning difficulties. It will also increase the risk for a premature birth, birth complications, postnatal depression, um, actually stillborn babies and infertility. So it is really important to understand methylation and understand how to balance methylation also when it comes to preventing autism in another pregnancy if you're someone who's already had an autistic child. And this is something that I teach with Dr. Berenzi, who is one of the main leading experts when it comes to methylation in Europe. And we teach this in phase five in my autism turnaround course. And you can find more information about that complete course in, uh, on my website, barefootautismwarriors.com. So what affects methylation? Well, we can take a look at what affects methylation in an undermethylated mother. So undermethylation issues. So undermethylation causes autism symptoms, by the way. It also causes OCD and rigidity and perfectionism and sensitivity and mood swings, uh, seasonal allergies and the things that I already mentioned. So it is made worse by certain diets, particularly folate-rich diets, um, because there's also a folate intolerance in these undermethylated individuals. They still do need folinic acid and some form of folate in the first trimester, but actually by taking it more than that in pregnancy, you can have an increased risk for all the risks that are linked to undermethylation because you can then actually saturate the receptors and deplete the body from folate uh, by taking it. I have created several podcast episodes about this and I will link in the description barefootautismwarriors.com slash podcasts. Go and find this, uh, this podcast in that description <clears throat> and I'll link to it um, uh, on Barefoot Autism Warriors as well if you're listening to this podcast on my website and in the description for your podcast as well. There are 
several comprehensive explanations about this in interviews I've done with Dr. Menza and Dr. Berenzi. So zinc deficiency makes this worse. Vegan diets make uh, undermethylation issues and the risk for nonverbal autism later on. And also um, probably the, the, the ability for a child to go back and relearn the things that you need to learn to develop language if you have a child with autism that then needs to need to rewire the brain and go back and, and relearn language skills after a turnaround process. So it's made worse by zinc deficiency. It's made worse by high histamine, including high histamine foods and folate rich foods. So I'm talking uh, green juicing every day. I'm talking uh, bone broth. I'm talking fermented foods. I'm talking kombucha, probiotics. And um, this has to do with these folate issues that we were talking about before, but also histamine rich foods, which are all the fermented foods, by the way, and probiotics are in that category. Broth, bouillon, many things contain histamine and that will make this issue worse, both for the child that's struggling and for the mom that's having a child. So if you have a child already that's got nonverbal autism, this is something to focus on. This is something to learn everything you can about so that you know how to balance this out. We know that you can actually regulate methylation via nutrition and supplementation. But this is something that so many practitioners misunderstand, don't understand. They, they don't know how to test methylation. They don't know how to supplement. They don't know how to stop supplementing. They don't know how to monitor this. They will tell you they know a lot about methylation issues. But if they hand out methylated vitamins, methylated B12 or methylfolate, or they talk to you about MTHFR genes and they create a protocol based on that, you must run for the hills because they do not know what they're talking about. It literally takes me about three to four weeks to teach moms about this in a way that you can actually go and get the right tests done, talk to the right practitioners and ask the right questions to know whether they know as much as you do about methylation after you've completed the barefootautismwarriors.com turnaround course. So you can regulate methylation via zinc and B6 and via dietary uh, interventions. So that's one issue that can be a problem uh, when it comes to nonverbal autism. We need to understand that this is like a, a, an epigenetic insult. It can have something to do with methylation, but it can also be toxins. It can be environmental and you need to remove all the triggers that might have caused the issue, but also because these triggers, whether it's toxins, city lifestyle, um, polluted drinking water, nutritional problems, uh, uh, um, environmental issues. You need to remove yourself from those triggers in order to get your child to the best possible outcome. Or else you can do all the speech therapy you want, all the pictorials you want, all the uh, ABA therapies that you want. It's not going to help if you're still in the same environment that caused the issue. Does that make sense? So the only thing that mainstream is offering is speech therapy, uh, 
body movement that the child copies, babbling and pictorials and uh, behavioral therapy and things like that. That is coping mechanisms. That does not change the underlying biochemical, epigenetic and neurological and emotional psychological reasons behind this issue. So let's get to those as well. So uh, neurological issues that can cause nonverbal autism are as follows. So if the child is not developing the way that a child would normally develop by crawling for long enough, by uh, doing balance and coordination exercises, by doing eye tracking exercises, which is what babies would normally do if they were in nature, crawling, um, being on their mom physically, being in nature, following things with their eyes, not on not screens and tablets and indoor lifestyle, passively sitting on the bum or being encouraged to walk too soon or just spending time in baby joggers, baby jumpers or baby walkers. They are terrible for neurological development. Don't do it. Don't encourage your child to walk before it's ready. Don't put your child in front of tablets or TVs or keep them indoors in baby joggers, baby jumpers or baby walkers. Children are meant to be outside, crawling, spinning, eye tracking, playing, barefoot, constantly getting stimulated so that the cerebellum has input visually, auditory input, sensory input underneath the feet, a lot of physical stimulation that will stimulate the cerebellum to create hard-wired pathways, more gray matter, more stem cells. That is created via movement, movement that stretches the brain in balance exercises and eye-tracking exercises and cross-coordination and spinning, all the things that a child would normally do in nature or if the child learned to walk naturally in nature and the grass and leaning against trees and being around animals, you know, all those things. And because our children are living in an indoor passive lifestyle, they don't get exposed to that, which means that the cerebellum doesn't get the vestibular stimulation, the balance stimulation, the visual stimulation to create hardwired skills. And the cerebellum is what determines whether or not we can learn process visual input, auditory input, whether or not sensory um, integration is happening, whether or not we can take in information and turn it into concepts that we understand. So the brain literally does not hardwire those skills. The brain doesn't create the stem cells and the amount of gray matter that's needed for normal development. If we give them a passive indoor lifestyle in front of tablets and screens, Do not give children tablets, screens, or passive entertainment. Get them outside. Let them have the sun uh, on their skin, barefoot, bare feet in the grass. Let them walk. Let them let them crawl. Let them spin. Let them balance. Let them take risks. You know we are protecting our children into non-development. Because we're so comfortable and so artificial and so much indoors that they cannot develop fully. I've seen evidence of children who 
have been like babies who've been in a car accident, who uh, couldn't walk, who were paralyzed, and their mom took them into nature and let them sit in the grass and exposed to the sun just every single day and walked with them in nature. And that child that I saw regained full, full mobility and were no longer paralyzed. We got to think about this, that the autistic children, they, they, they're often physically passive because of a dorsal state in the nervous system and because of a lack of natural development. They tend to become passive. Well, they sometimes are very hyperactive as well. Did you know that the reason why these children are spinning is because when you are spinning, you're stimulating the cerebellum to actually hardwire skills, to actually create some order in a very chaotic brain that doesn't know what to do with the visual and the auditory and the sensory input. If the brain isn't fully developed, the cerebellum isn't fully developed, that will also cause picky eating and sensitivity to sound and taste and texture. It will cause an inability to learn, an inability to speak, an inability to have emotional skills, an inability to have social skills. All of this is hardwired by the cerebellum by physical exercises and balance exercises and cross-coordination and spinning. It's so important. The last thing I want to mention is something that I've noticed with my own child and with thousands of moms that I've been dealing with over the years. And that is the emotional and psychological part of this. What is it that these children don't want to deal with anymore? In other words, what are the things that you are not verbalizing in life? What are the things that you are not saying out loud? Whether it is a truth you don't want to see, whether it is um, boundaries you need to set, saying yes when you mean yes, saying no when you mean no, and you're not doing it because you've become such a pleaser or a doormat. Um, What is it that is not being addressed in life? Because autism is a wake-up call. Autism is a messenger. These children come into our lives sent by God, our creator, to show us where we are no longer walking in integrity, to show us where we are no longer aware, mature, and conscious about lifestyle, food, uh, family values, the way that we live our lives. They also do not want to talk because we don't address and we don't speak and we don't take action on the things that we know needs changing in our lives. Typically, these children are also withholding truth, swallowing the truth when we need to change our mindset, when we need to parent ourselves better, when we need to become better parents to our own body and our own inner children, when we are in an environment that's unhealthy for us, when we are not physically and emotionally healed as as women, as parents, as moms, when we don't understand our own biochemistry, 
So emotionally and psychologically, what is it that this child is expressing that you are not expressing? Because children express what we suppress. They also suppress what we suppress. So we can take a look at our child <laughs> with nonverbal autism and we can actually see ourselves, our unspoken truths through the silence. So that was my shortish answer to the question about nonverbal autism. Why is my child not speaking but instead doing echolalia, reversing pronouns, talking flat or singing, or simply not stringing sentences together? I hope this made sense. And if you enjoyed this podcast, I really, truly appreciate if you would rate it, give it a good rating wherever you are listening to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you are listening to this. I would love to hear from you at contact at barefootautismwarriors.com or on Instagram, Ninka Bernadette Moriton, or in my Facebook group, barefootautismwarriors.com. But do go and visit my website, barefootautismwarriors.com slash free resources, or check out my course on barefootautismwarriors.com. I always enjoy hearing from you wherever you can find a way to write me. I read every email and I often um, reply personally because this is my mission in life is to address the message behind autism symptoms and offer a way to deal with them by listening to the message. Because when we listen and we change, everything changes. Thank you for listening and see you soon.